Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to episode 15 post-draft top 5 running backs of Dynasty In-Depth. We're excited to talk about these running backs, I'll tell you that right now. And I'm here with Ryan, as always. How's it going, Ryan? Doing well, how are you? I'm doing great. Excited to talk about these running backs, uh, especially compared to last year and all the good landing spots, and especially top 5, this is just fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I was talking to some people earlier, and they asked, like, is this draft just better than previous drafts? Like, why do you have so many more running backs in your top 12, 15, 20  of normal dynasty rankings? And I'm like, yes, much better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll go through through updated dynasty running back rankings as it pertains to these five guys. But, I mean, we've got them, all five of them in the top 15, and – it's pretty exciting, and this draft is so deep. I was looking today, and man, even even sitting in the mid twenties, late twenties, early thirties, I'm like, how do I? I need to acquire more picks. Yeah, you yeah. know, go find your league mates that think that third round and fourth round picks are worthless, and just try to just try to acquire them for nothing. take a shot this year. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Even if Super you're deep. mortgaging next year. Yep. Definitely take a shot this year, but I think one of the reasons that this year is so deep too is all those first and second round and third round running backs, and I want to talk about what we talked about previously is the running back inputs. The most important thing is draft capital, and we're not going to go through that with every running back because I'm sure all our listeners watched the draft. It was fantastic. We talked about that last week. Yep. We're going to talk about landing spot. That was, I think, one of the, I think, the second most important thing for both of us. Right? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, all right. Yeah. It's it's all about it's all about capital landing spot for running backs. Productivity, injury. Uh, we said previously, none of these running backs have an injury history, so that's fantastic. We liked a lot of these running backs on film and mm-hmm. the the productivity metrics. So. Where do you, how do you rank the landing spots? I think it's pretty easy consensus at Clyde Edwards Alaire. Number one in Kansas City. What about after that? Yeah. So um, I really loved the fifth running back that actually ended up going off the board. I thought for the second best landing spot, I love J.K. Dobbins in Baltimore. Yes. I thought that was such a great spot for him, such a great spot for his running style as a guy from Ohio State that's used to running the RPO. Um, I I think him and Lamar Jackson, that could be fantastic together. So I thought that was actually the second best landing spot. What about you? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I went on football's football outsiders.com and looked up a metric. They have called defense adjusted value over average. And what that means is they looked at every single play during the NFL season and they compare each one to league average baseline based on situation. It So it measures not just yardage, but yardage towards the first down. So it's not exactly perfect for fantasy. Uh, five yards on third and four are worth more than five yards on first and ten. 
much more than five yards on third and 12, which makes sense from a football standpoint. Red zone plays are worth more than other plays. Performance is also adjusted for the quality of the opponent, which I really liked. Yeah. And last year, Baltimore was number one in their defense adjusted value over average. Mm -hmm. So Dobbins in Baltimore, that's the number two landing spot for me too. Kansas City was actually 14th, which isn't too bad. How about your number three landing spot? Yeah, so I like Jonathan Taylor here. Um, you know, we don't know Rivers obviously coming in. We don't know how it's gonna, how long is Rivers gonna be there? Um, what is Mac? You know, is Marlon Mack on his last year of his deal? Is he is he done after this? Is Naheem Hines a part of the game plan yeah. with Rivers, who likes to check the ball down? All those things considered, um, I think that Indy has a great offensive line, uh, especially guard play. And I love, I, I thought Jonathan Taylor as far, as far as an inside runner go was the best insider runner I watched since, uh, you know, Chubb and Barkley. So, yeah, I have Indy as a number three landing spot and they were number seven in the league and defense adjusted value over average. I mean, that was a great offense. Like you said, great offensive line last year. Uh, so I think that is pretty common amongst most analysts. I think the next two is going to be interesting. So who do you have as your number four landing spot? What yeah, offense I, do you like best? Yeah, I think I like the Rams better. So I think I'm going to go Akers here as far as the landing spot. Um, and we'll talk about our overall rankings after this. But, you know, I don't know really what to expect from Darrell Henderson. Almost, he almost seemed like a bad fit. Um in that offense looked like a guy that really didn't pick up the zone scheme as fast as maybe they thought he would. You know, I I'd love to see him get shipped somewhere else maybe, and just have, you know, uh, acres and Malcolm Brown there. But I, I think the offensive line isn't as bad, at least at the end of the season as it was in the beginning. And I still like McVay. Um, it's a play caller and the ability to get guys into space and kind of use the guys the best he can. So um, I've got acres with the Rams here at four. Uh, I agree. And they were number 20 which was, I think, a bit surprising. Detroit was number 27 defense-adjusted value over average. And I'm sure some of that has to do with their offense without Stafford and mm -hmm. some of the struggle struggles that they had. But, man, it's not like Goff is that great a quarterback. I mean, Stafford does make a huge difference, and that's a big help. But they were number 20. Detroit was number 27 like i said and not that i'm using that specifically because kansas city was way below baltimore but overall offense overall touchdown expectations i'm with you on that and not that that necessarily means that acres is above swift because while landing spot and draft capital matter the most talent also matters So yeah. let's move into our overall top five rankings. This, I'm sure if you listen to podcasts, has been uh, a point of contention here or there, but I think everyone has it unless you're doing something wrong. You have Clyde Edwards, Taylor Dobbins, Akers, and Swift in your top five running backs, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, if you don't, if, if you let Vaughn sneak in there or Moss sneak in there, I, I, I personally think maybe maybe you're valuing some inputs that you shouldn't um but yeah i think it's pretty clear top five absolutely so who do you have as your number one 
Uh, Got to go Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I know that Jonathan Taylor was both of our pre-draft number one running back, but the the first-round capital and really the best landing spot that we could ever imagine um, for a pass-catching back like Clyde Edwards-Alaire that's going to live in the red zone with that offense. I mean, just to be being tied to Patrick Mahomes gives you a boost that nothing else can, whether you're a tight end, a wide receiver, or a running back. Um, and at the end of the day, I like Taylor's talent a lot more, but I mean, there's reasons why the guys like Austin Eckler outscore Nick Chubb in fantasy. It's Clyde Edwards Alaire is going to catch 50 to 55 passes more than Jonathan Taylor every single year. And I would imagine most leagues are at least half point PPR and that just matters. Um, and the touchdowns, it's just, to me, it's a no brainer as much as I love Taylor. I agree. And as much as I love people being bold and making their prediction. And like we said before in the, in our previous podcast landing spot and draft capital is the most important variable for running backs. And we said during our pre-draft analysis, if you go back and listen to that, we don't really know how to value Clyde Edwards, Alaire's great productivity because of the amazing offense he was on. Well, this is going to continue because he is, again, on a great offense. Patrick Mahomes wanted him. He was compared to a better Brian Westbrook, who was an amazing running back. So you just have to trust trust that. Uh, you have to trust the offense overall, the organization over the talent. And I agree with you, Clyde Edwards-Alaire at number one. I think we probably both agree with Taylor at number two, right? Absolutely. And one more thing about Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I mean, I know the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, they won the Super Bowl and um, everything like that. But Clyde Edwards-Alaire also has, I mean, on this list, on, on this top five list, I think he has the least competition of any of these five running backs. Um, Absolutely. You know, may, may, maybe you could make a case for Acres, but I, we don't really know what Henderson is. But um, I mean, he's got no competition either. So um, we can move on from Clyde Edwards-Alaire. But yeah, I agree with you at Taylor number two. Um, you know, he was our number one running back pre-draft. He was our number three landing spot running back, like we just talked about. Um, don't know what the long-term quarterback situation is, but this team seems like they want to run the ball. Um, I don't think Mac is going to be long for this team. Not that Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor's really special. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't worry about He's the best prospect, back. like we talked about. He's so good. He's so fun to watch. Um, you know, just an incredible between-the-tackles runner, and, and I think he'll fit really well in this offense. So um, this is more of a result of Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to catch 50 more balls than him, so his floor is going to be fantastic. And just I, I can't imagine a scenario where Clyde Edwards-Alaire doesn't score more touchdowns too, so. Yeah, but that Taylor, would be surprising based on the yeah. offenses. Yep, Taylor you, too. You'd have those in the same tier. I think so. I, w- I certainly wouldn't be upset leaving the draft with either of those guys. It would still still be a win for me. Yeah, one or two. Would So who do you have at number three? I've got Dobbins at three. Agree. Would you take Dobbins over either of those two? Would you be surprised? Would you expect more if someone moved from three to one or two? I would not be surprised if someone took Dobbins over Taylor. Um, yeah. But for some reason, I, I'm just at the point now where I, I'd be surprised if if 
anyone took anyone ever Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I think that would be kind of a, I don't want to say a hot take because Jonathan Taylor is such a great prospect, but to me, Dobbins and Taylor Dobbins has, you know, a, I think a better landing spot and he's still a really special back too. So yeah. I think those two could be, I mean, I wouldn't, if someone did that, I wouldn't be like, dude, what's this guy doing? Yeah. I, I think I have them two in a tier and then Dobbins in his own tier. He ran for 2,000 yards and 23 touchdowns last year. Yeah. Like you said, running RPO with Fields and now gets Lamar. Gus Edwards had over 700 yards last year. And Gus Ad, Mm -hmm. he is the definition of a jag back. Yeah. And Mark Ingram, I mean, he was, he was, uh, he was good last year, but I mean, he's like, is he 31 and on the last year of a deal or either last year or they could get out after this year? They, um, him, he's gonna be thirty-one. He's gonna be thirty-one, and I mean, him and Lamar both a had a super- thousand yards. It's crazy. It's the first time, or first time I think since uh, work done and Michael Vick that a running back quarterback combo had over a thousand yards. And you wouldn't be surprised if Dobbins, Ingram, and Lamar all had a thousand yards, right? Isn't it kind of weird that? If you're a college football fan, maybe you'll be on board with this. Isn't it kind of weird that Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Jonathan Taylor, and Dobbins kind of landed in like the same exact offense in the NFL yeah. they were in college? I mean, like yeah. the exact same offense. I mean, even even Taylor, like, is is the Indianapolis Colts offense not half Wisconsin players? Right? Yeah, I, that's I mean, what it right. seems like. Like it just seemed like they all landed in the perfect spots for their skill set. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. So I think, uh, I think most people. Do you, would sorry, agree. Do you, would you think? Do you think um, of these three? I mean, you th- obviously we both think that Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to have the best. This is a dynasty podcast, but I, I think he'll he'll have the best twenty twenty. Do you think Taylor Dobbins is a coin flip on the best twenty? Do you think Ingram, or conversely Mac, impacts their twenty twenty, or do you think you know post week four, either of these guys are running away with the job anyways? I think Taylor runs away with the job, but I think Dobbins has a higher touchdown potential. So, like, yeah. obviously Dobbins is on a better offense. Taylor is a far superior back to, to Mac. So, I don't know. It's like you said, it's probably a coin flip this year. But Taylor's really special. He he reminds me so much of Nick Chubb, but I think he's I think he's better. Yeah, he's a better, better, faster healthier nick chubb yeah yep we're not worried about those carries anymore one of the things we were talking about earlier was oh he had so much volume you don't hear that anymore about taylor after he got that second round capital i think that was more an nf a worry about where the nfl valued him or something yeah and i think it's a lot of times people i don't know people that aren't super involved i mean you're you're way more involved in the analytics than i am but i it was the in this is going to be a weird comparison at first but it reminds me, honestly, of when Johnny Manziel came back, or I'm sorry, when Baker Mayfield came out. And so many people that I knew that were football fans, but not like really, really into it, were like, oh, he's the next Johnny Manziel, like a short little quarterback that has some off field issues. Yeah. And he, he's the same exact player. I'm like, if you knew anything about Baker Mayfield, like he literally, their college games could, couldn't have been different. Um, and I think that Jonathan Taylor got so much of that. He's a Wisconsin back. They get run into the ground. They're never good in the NFL. Uh, money ball, money ball, money ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
I think this one is going to be the toughest decision people have. So who do you have at number four? Yeah, I'm still, I got a lean Swift here and it's, um, I liked him as I liked him better. Uh, he was my number two running back in the pre-draft. I just think he's a great all around back. Um, I know that Detroit, I do think they have a pretty good offensive line. I really like Stafford and I like the offense when Stafford's in it and, and, uh, you know, he was injured last year, but previous to that had, he didn't really miss any games since his like rookie season. Um, and I just think Swift has just a great all around skill set. Carry on, can't see on the field. He catches passes. He does it all. Um, and so I have less questions. Acres to me has um, a lot more bust risk than Swift, personally. Yeah, yeah, I disagree. I mean, it's it's, it's when you're here, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, I think Acres is a more athletic. He's a three down back as well. He had a. 10%, 78th percentile target share. I think carry-on's better than Henderson. Carry-on's mm-hmm. biggest issue is not being able to stay healthy. However, in 2018, the LA Rams were the number one rush offense in the NFL and the number two overall offense, which is, you know, that's not that far away. They had a lot of injuries on their offensive line last year. They got better after they added Austin Corbett, who was the number 33 overall pick in 2018. So he only played towards the back half of the year. And I agree, like they should have added someone to the offensive line, but they added him as depth for a fifth round pick, which was good value. I remember when he came out, he was a solid prospect. Yeah. Did he go, did he go to the Browns coming out? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do remember him. Yeah. So he was he was right after I think they picked him right after Chubb. Yeah. If I can remember correctly. That's right. So they picked they were able to get him for a fifth round pick. So I don't know. I think I think it's a good offensive. And then I have I have Swift if I I mean to me that's a coin flip. That that yeah. that's a tough choice. That's a tier. I think Akers has if I'm once I dug into it, that's why I picked Akers. Carry on over Henderson. Hopefully the offense comes back. Yeah, Swift, for me, Swift just, um, I, I like both of them, and I think they're both in the same tier. It's just that, like, I've watched so much of each of them, and it's just it's just that little nagging thing in the back of my brain that says, I know Akers' offensive line was the worst in college football, but, like, what if he isn't that great? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what if, you know... I, I don't know. I, I do think they're the same tier. Um, I you know I know the draft just happened, but I, I forgot that Swift went at two of three. That is so early. Yeah. Um, what what incredible capital these all guys all got. But yeah, no, I think that makes sense. Um, we've definitely got some guys. We like Ceh and Taylor in the same tier with Ceh on top. We like Dobbins and Whit in his own tier, and then probably Swift and Acres in their own tier. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So I think we both agree that these running backs are awesome compared to previous years, but how do you feel about them versus current running backs? Especially so are fantasy listeners, dynasty listeners going through startups, where they rank in the current running back landscape 
let's hear your top 15. Well, actually, let's start with your uh, your first rookie, where he lands versus all the rest of the running backs in a startup. Sure. So I've got uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, I've got him right now. I, I can't believe he's here, but <laughs> he's yeah. at uh, RB8 on my updated rankings. Um, I've got Christian McCaffrey at one. Barkley at two, Kamara at three, Zeke at four, Miles Sanders at five, Cook at six, that's Dalvin Cook, uh, Joe Mixon at seven, and then right at eight comes in Clyde Edwards-Alaire. What say you? That's interesting. I have McCaffrey, Saquon, Zeke, Zeke ahead of Kamara, and then Cook and Mixon. No Sanders, but Clyde Edwards-Alaire at seven. Yeah. So, where do you've got Sanders? Ten. Oh, okay. So I have Clyde yeah. Edwards Alaire at seven, Taylor at eight. So I have Alaire at seven, Taylor at eight. Which two rookie running backs in the top ten is not normal. Crazy. Nope, not at all. Chubb at nine and Sanders at ten. Okay. Yeah. So I've got um I've got Chubb at nine and Taylor at ten. So I've got those flipped, and I've got Jacobs. Or yeah, and I've got Jacobs at eleven. You prefer Chubb over Taylor? Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, I see them similarly in their role. Um, I do like Taylor. You know, as a prospect coming out of college, but uh, I think I know what the Browns' offense is going to be a little bit more, and I, I have to build in the rookie bus factor, even if it's just a small amount. When I see like two guys, I think are pretty comparable. You want to take um, the three years, though? I guess it always depends on where my team's at. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, I think that they're the same tier. But, like like I said, I think they're going to have – I think Taylor's first two-year ceiling is probably Chubb right now. So, I guess I would probably go with the more, I would think, guaranteed, guaranteed return. But then Chubb. that surprises me you have Sanders above both of them. Including Chubb. Yeah. Which we saw Sanders last year and it his ceiling wasn't Chubb. Um, yeah, I mean I got Sanders, Cook, Mixon, uh all, I mean I got all these guys in the same tier, but I like Philly's offense the most. I like the fact that Miles Sanders doesn't have any competition. I like the the fact that Miles Sanders is a pass catcher. Um so I like that better than the than Chubb's got the pass catching question mark. I don't think, I mean, hunt is definitely a question mark. I don't think he's long-term for that team. I think he presents the same 2020 challenge that Mac presents to Taylor. Um, and like well, I, I said, I, I wouldn't like, say Mac, I would say Mac and Hines combined. Yeah. 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 Uh, other running backs. But I think he's better than Mac or Hines. Hunt. Yeah. Hunt is absolutely. But I think Chubb at this point is a better NFL player than, Taylor as well and, and is going to have a more defined role in that offense if we're just talking 2020 hmm. but that's a big tier for me um, after Christian McCaffrey and Barkley it's a really big tier for me okay who do you have at 11 then I've got Jacobs at 11 no I have Dobbins at 11 yeah I've got him at 12 same tier so just flipped and then 13 yep I've got Henry at 13 and then Swift at 14, Acres at 15. Yeah. Similar, but kind Again, of reverse. Another, another tier. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I guess I, I like Sanders, 
but that offense has always been a committee and I don't until that changes I I mean I guess he could be a thousand yard receiver I don't know yeah I mean it's tough because a lot of these guys have question marks that's what makes the running back position almost impossible Uh, I mean Cook's got the injuries and Mixon you know has got the offense that hasn't been a starter and is you know just hasn't been great the last few years um i mean really have christian mccaffrey and barkley is like the perfect prospects and then yeah you know i think you've got question marks on a lot of these guys i'd be happy with any of the top 12 as my rb1 though absolutely and, and if someone said i'm gonna take clyde edwards alaire at four or five, I can't say that I would really tell them they're crazy because like I said, Sanders has question marks. Cook has question marks. Mixon has question marks. It's, they all have question marks. Maybe not four. I don't know if I'd take him over Kamara. Yeah. Well, I've got Kamara three. So yeah, I got you. Or Zeke. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough one. Yep. Yeah. Like you said, any of these, any of these top 10, especially the top 10, I think for me, I've got Jacobs at 11 and, I don't mind Jacobs, but really the top 10 with Taylor at 10 is I would love to have one of those guys um, to build my team around. I think I'm more excited about Dobbins in the next three years than I am Chubb though. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's so much about how your team is structured. So, you know, if I'm in a, if I'm a team that is a top four team that thinks I'm winning now, I would definitely want Chubb. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, personally, I have to build in. I really have to build in the bus factor for rookie rookies because we see it every single year. Yeah. These guys that we said, there's no way this guy's gonna bust. And this, guy, you know what I mean? Like, man, just look at the 2018 class alone of running backs, and that was landmine crazy. Um, it would be shocking to me if all five of these guys, as much as we like them, end up two years from now as top 15 running backs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Someone's gonna someone's gonna die in this group. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't know if it will be. They always end up overtaken by not often players directly behind them, but players that come out of nowhere, like Eckler or Yep, uh, Drake, Kenyon Drake. Yeah. So usually, and it's usually at this point of the year, if I have two running backs or two guys in the same kind of right next to each other like i have chubber taylor i'm generally gonna go with the guy i've seen and the guy i've seen produce just to build in that small bust risk um but again i i'd love to have any of these 10 guys yeah yeah. preferably more than one yeah i yeah i it is a younger younger running back group which is nice to see we used to see uh levy bell up there who's 26 gordon up there who's 26 and now it's all 24 year olds i think yeah, I, I don't think there's anyone over 20. Henry would be the oldest back, I think, at 25. So that's always good to good to see. Do you think this is a time where if you haven't had your rookie draft and you're sit, if you have Derrick Henry or you have Josh Jacobs, you think this is a, a chance um, to maybe trade for 103 or – yeah, specifically one of three, and tried to get Dobbins for one of those guys before. Uh, maybe with the Henry. Draft I don't know. Jacobs was a first round pick last year. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about 
and yeah, maybe. I mean, he was a he should be a three down back. I I, I don't know though. Yeah, that offense is so weird. They they seem very reluctant to want to throw him the ball. Yeah, which was weird because that's what he did in college. <laughs> like Makes that's no all. He, that's all he did. <laughs> it's like uh, him and him and um oh who's the back I can't stand from Sony uh, Sony Sony Michelle. Yeah. It's like those teams took them in the first round and then just said everything you were good at in college, we're just going to do the opposite. No, let's run you between the tackles. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Yeah. Josh Jacobs had 20 receptions and 166 receiving yards last year. God. And then they brought in kind of running back receiving competition for yep. him. It doesn't make any sense. So let's go through your trade value for these top running backs. If we're going to trade, so we know kind of where you stand with the rookie running backs versus current running backs. What about the top running backs versus a wide receiver? If you have the 101, would you trade for DJ Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, Juju (laughs) Smith-Schuster, sorry, Chris Godwin. I don't, he, I, I don't think he's listening. He probably doesn't care. <laughs> Chris Godwin, Devontae Adams, etc. Any of those? Oh boy. So really you're saying like top ten or top eight receiver. Top six. I mean in DLF yeah, yeah. ADP, Juju, DJ, Nuke. Godwin. Yeah. Adams, Nuke, uh Tyreek's in there. But yeah, that's like top six. Would you trade? 101 for any of those yeah i think i would i think um i think i'd trade 101 for probably half that group to be honest um i think that it again is going to always depend on your roster construction and where you're at in your league so you know if i'm deep if i'm half decent at running back meaning let's say i've got one of those yeah, top 12 that we talked about just a second ago. And I've got some other depth. Um, I, I certainly would rather have Clyde edwards Hilaire than Juju or it's hard to say with Devonte Adams, isn't it? Because like, you know, you're going to get elite production from him yeah. the next two or three years, but at the same time, he's definitely at the peak or a little bit past the, the wide receiver normal age. And we don't know Aaron Rodgers. There's so many wrinkles there. Part of me would rather just have the 101. Um, well, that's that. That's where I'm at. I, I'd only trade the 101 for Adams or Thomas if I'm competing. Yeah. If it's Godwin, Moore, Juju, I would need them plus a little something. Yeah. And I think rookie fever gets crazy this time of year. Otherwise, I'd, I'm just holding and then maybe try to trade for them. If they dip during the year in their value, I don't think I'd even try for uh, Nook. Right now, going to a new team, we don't really know what to expect, his age, pretty yeah, much I mean, anywhere I am. I mean, he's a he's a top five wide receiver, but. I totally agree with that. I mean, any especially if we're talking, I, I know this is a dynasty show, but we have to consider 2020, especially with how we talk about running backs have such a short shelf life. Um I agree. Devonte Adams and Michael Thomas. If you, if you're definitely a competitor, I mean, Godwin's changing quarterbacks. Juju 
we have no idea yeah. what Ben's going to look like and where he'll be after that. DJ Moore's changing uh, quarterbacks. Nuke's changing quarterbacks. Yeah, so I tend to agree with exactly what you said. So let's see how that stands up in looking at some DLF trades that recently went down. In a 12-team standard league, the 101 went for Derrick Henry, Preston Williams, and the 312. You interested in that? Um, I'll take the 101 here. I agree. I got Clyde Edwards-Alaire like five spots or six spots higher than Henry. I don't care about Preston Williams at all. Um, and the 312 doesn't really do anything for me either. I mean, I like the 312, but it doesn't it's a it's a throw in, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I agree. Uh this one is an eighty four team mirror super flex league. It's a one oh one. Yeah, eighty four teams. Uh for DJ Shark, the two oh four and a twenty twenty one first. So I don't entirely know what an 84 team mirror is. I think it's a, it's a 12 team. There's uh, oh, seven. There's seven guys. Yeah. Seven versions of each guy. Yes. Who knows 83 <laughs> other people to be in the fantasy <laughs> I don't know. Uh, You know, if I'm, if I'm even half decent at running back, I'm going to take the package here. Um, I like shark. It's a top 20 wide receiver. 204. Wait, is this a super flex? Yeah, it is. It's, it's a, super a super flex, flex. league. So yeah. 204 is like, I don't know, Higgins. Um, so Shark, Higgins, and a 2021 first. Um, yeah, that's tough. I mean, I value running back so much in the rookie drafts, but this is a really this is a really solid package if if you're good at running back. Yeah, I'd, I would have to say no. 204 is 16. What's that? Yeah. That's Higgins. That's Higgins. Yeah, Pittman. Higgins, yeah. Pittman. 2021 first is nice, but uh, I'm out on that. You want the 101? I want the 101. Uh, I yeah. think there's more value in that right, right now and in the future. Yep. So we have a – this one may be a little bit different. 12-team, uh, two-quarterback, and the 101 for Keenan Allen and the 107. Yeah, so this one was interesting because the 107 presumably is – um, one of the big five running backs, right? Yeah. Uh, if, if you're considering two quarterbacks go. So that makes it pretty interesting. Um, boy, I still think I'm sticking with the 101. That feels wrong to say that, but I think that if let's just say Keenan Allen and Swift or Keenan Allen and Akers versus Claude Edwards Hilaire. Um, geez, I just feel like the floor on Edwards Hilaire is going to be the floor and the ceiling is uh, I'm not a huge Keenan Allen fan, especially with rivers gone. So I think I'm going to stick with the one one but uh, the package makes sense. I'm taking this one. So that means you must have Keenan Allen above DJ shark. Do I have Keenan Allen above DJ shark or shark above Keenan Allen? I do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't. And so I value Keenan Allen higher than Shark, and I'll take the 107, which is better than obviously 204 and the 2021st. So based on that, then yeah, I'll take Cam or Lamb or Judy and Keenan Allen. Well, no, I mean you'd be taking Acres or Swift. Yeah, Cam Acres. Oh, 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 my bad. So Cam Acres, Lamb or Judy or Swift. Yeah. I'm. That's, I'm, a, that's a pretty solid package. Yeah, yeah. 
So a 10-team standard, the 101 for Fournette, Devontae Parker, and the 109. Thought this was interesting. Yeah. I am – I'm going to take the package here. I thought pretty hard about this one. Um, you know, I think that Fournette is not going to – is going to be more of a back-end running back one, a high-end running back, maybe mid-running back two, somewhere yeah. in that range. Yeah. I, I think Parker showed us that he could be a wide receiver two. Um, I like that Tua landed there, not to think too hard about all this. And then the 109, I mean, that's – in a super flex, or is this a super it's flex? It's a standard, but it's still uh, standard. Jefferson or Vaughn. Yeah, so that's a pretty solid package. Yeah, I'm I'm taking it too. So I get Fournette, Vaughn, who may be another RB2 with RB1 upside, and Fournette maybe RB1 if not the RB1, but ARB1 if touchdown, positive touchdown regression occurs. Yeah. So yeah, I'm t- I'm taking the pick, and you know Fournette's going to be on another team. I don't I'm not a huge Fournette fan, but he'll be somewhere else next year. I totally agree. Yeah, he's going to give you three. I think he's going to give you three more years of pr- production. Yeah, yeah, and then you know maybe go Jefferson, maybe Vaughn, maybe uh, I don't know. Rager falls there. I I I like that one, so I, I'm taking that in a ten team. So. Yeah. We got uh, twelve. This team- is a real. This is a really interesting. Yeah, one. this is this is kind of crazy. Twelve team super flex. Deontay Johnson and Keel Harry, Hollywood Brown, and the two hundred six <laughs> for the one hundred one. What do you think? I know that I should take the package, but I don't think I'm going to. I'm not seems- taking it. Oh, well, I mean, I think you. Should, I think that like uh, no. if you looked at any trade value calculator, it would tell you to take the. Package, I don't think but- it would. I'm not anti Deontay Johnson, and I know Twitter has this weird love affair with him. I I don't get the Deontay Johnson stuff. Like even if he's even if Juju leaves and he's the quote unquote number one wide receiver tethered to forty year old Ben or Mason Rudolph, like I just don't see the ceiling there. Like I I see Deontay Johnson is like a decent wide receiver three on my team. Yeah, or or, or I'm hoping he's more. I'm if I'm weak at wide receiver is what I'm saying. I I don't want. And I don't know about anything about N. Kill Harry at this point or his situation. Marquise Brown, I never think is going to be a volume guy. And two of six, that's like Brandon Ayuk or Zach Moss. I'm you know, not trading a high end piece for three or four okay pieces. Yeah, I I don't think your team gets better that way. No, this just feels like one of those moves where you pick up a lot of depth, but you never really want to click the start button on any of them. Any weeks. Yeah. Yeah, Clyde Edwards-Alaire just scores 25 points a week against you. Exactly. And you know what? If he does that, then you can trade him for way more than what you're getting here. I think you can trade him for way more than what's happening here anyways. All right, let's go through – actually, I'm going to skip one, and I'll go through to the last one. Oh, you didn't like that one? I didn't understand that one. I was like, what what league is someone trading – 101 for Baker and Kamara. Yeah, that that that's doesn't make any sense. I mean, <laughs> that that's got to be a joke, right? 
I I would hope so. It, it there's, was some, a, there's some collusions. There's some backdoor deal going. Yeah, because it was a super flex league. You're getting Mayfield and Kamara for 101. Veto and, the hell out of that deal. <laughs> anyway, so this is a 10-team standard, and it's DK Metcalf and the 105 for the 101. Yeah, this is interesting. This was like a this is a slightly better version of the I think it's a slightly better version of the other deal we talked about, the Allen and one oh seven deal. So you're still getting one of the big five running backs, um, plus Metcalf. So I think I'll take the package. Yeah, I think it's similar because this is a standard league and the other one was a two, yeah, it's like the same two quarterback back league. Yeah. yeah. So you're looking at Metcalf and Akers or Swift versus Keenan and Akers or Swift. And I took that one, so I'm definitely taking this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. That'd be a good that would be a good haul for one one, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Think both both sides probably could win that deal. Yeah, so let's see what you can get for your one oh one and some draft picks just to get an idea of some value. So would you trade the one oh one for the one oh three and the two oh three? Uh no, I would want one oh three and two oh three. I agree. I agree. Oh wait, so yes, sorry, I misunderstood. You would yes, trade, I would that, trade yeah. that. Yes, I would. Yeah. I'll take Dobbins and um this is a two quarterback league. Yeah, I'll take Dobbins and man, fifteen's a pretty nice pick at a two quarterback league. Yeah. Doesn't even matter. How about the one oh one for the one oh eight, three oh eight, four thirteen no. and six oh yeah, I agree. <laughs> no, I'll stick with the one oh one. anything really one oh one, you if you're trading that, you need to be getting a solid piece. Mm-hmm. Nice. Or, yeah. <laughs> or so 101 to 105, I think 105 it, and maybe in Superflex 106, 107 plus something. Yep. Pretty significant. Uh, how about the 10, actually I'm going to move down here. How do you feel about the 101 for a 2020, two 2021 firsts? See, see how you value these uh these years. Um, I um so this is a super flex league. I would want to know a lot more about where these two teams I'm getting the first come from. Like, are these like the bottom? Yeah, you don't two? want eleven and twelve. Yeah, and in 2021's a down running back year, so so let's I say would... four and eight. Yeah, I think I'm going to keep one for sure. You're going to keep this year's 101. How about yeah. How about two and five? Um, then I think that I'm going to take two and five. Two and five in 2021? Yeah. I think that Lawrence and Fields and apparently this Trey Lance guy that i got to keep watching. Yeah. Who's been pretty fun so far. He He's a, he's a really strong runner. I mean, he's got – he's not your average quarterback runner. No. He had he he's a nuanced runner like Lamar is, except he's just a lot bigger. So and you're talking about Trey Lance from North Dakota, the best quarterback that's ever played at North Dakota State. <laughs> I'll stand by that already. I'm already ready to stand by that. Sorry to all Philadelphia Eagles fans, but yeah, no, I started watching him because he, you know, of course we're already in 2021 mock draft season, so I keep I saw this Trey Lance guy pop up and. Um, you know, started watching him. He's a nuanced runner for sure, kind of, and he he can flick the ball around. I want to see some more. Want to see some more for sure. But yeah, one or two Lawrence or Fields. I think they're both super elite quarterback yeah. prospects. Um, I love both of them. 
and then the five, you know, I'm going to get an elite wide receiver there. I'll, I'll take that package. What about you? I agree. I agree. Definitely for that. Yeah. A little bit lower and you never know. I mean, this 2021 could be weird based on, do we have a college football season? What happens with the actual NFL season? I'm kind of hedging a little bit against the 2021s, maybe devaluing in my head, whether that's right or not. Uh, but I think, man, the one one it sounds like it's super valuable, right? Yeah, absolutely. Based on what we talked about. Yeah. And it should be, I mean, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and God, the, the new greatest show on turf. You get a guy who caught 55 passes last year in college and yeah, it's, it could be special. Are you taking a running back in a 12 team super flex league at one Oh one? Yeah, absolutely. How about one and two and one Oh three? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Especially this year is probably where I take a take Burroughs. Yes. Yes. Some questions there, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I get the idea that quarterbacks are very scarce. And, of course, it's going to, again, these, please, everything we say, take a look at your roster. I mean, if you if your roster is, Don't. you know. Just yeah. listen to what we say and just yeah. do it. <laughs> if your roster is Marcus Mariota, Andy Dalton, Jarrett Stidham, and, you know, Jameis Winston. That's why you're picking 101. Yeah, so, like, m- maybe, maybe – I would try moving back a spot or two. Yes, please move back. Listen to some of these trades. Move back to 103. Grab a third quarterback, even if it's Teddy Bridgewater or something. Yeah, oh, that would be the best-case scenario. Move back to 103, pick up a a Bridgewater or or anyone that could bridge you to the next quarterback. See what I did there? I like it. Um, Yeah, so that's where I'm at. It's just – it's. If, if you're even half decent at quarterback, it's just so hard. It's impossible to, um, you know, just replicate what you can get from a top 10 running back. It's just so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Adds so much value. So yep. these top five running backs were awesome. We hope yep. we were able to provide some value to you, our Dynasty In-Depth listeners. Please follow us on Twitter at Dynasty in Depth or Ryan underscore Dynasty, right? I think it's the other way around. I think it's Dynasty underscore Ryan. I always mess that up. That's okay. I should probably know. No, think, it's it's yeah. It's Dynasty underscore Ryan. Dynasty underscore Ryan. Yeah. You sure? No, I'm not sure. I just log in and I never look at my handle. How about that? It is Dynasty underscore Ryan. Dynasty underscore Ryan or at yep. Dynasty in Depth. If you have trade questions, other questions, any questions. Questions about life. Questions yeah. about anything. Ryan's a soon to be father. Yeah. He has Counting answers. Down. He has I, answers. I don't, <laughs> I, actually, maybe I'll be tweeting at you guys with questions. <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, two or three weeks left here. All right. That's very exciting. My wife asked me, do you guys talk about Ryan's soon-to-be child? <laughs> Never. On the podcast? I said, yeah, we brought it up. I think <laughs> one episode. But we talk about Dynasty football on this yep. podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. Follow us on Twitter, like I said. You can listen to this podcast anywhere podcasts are found. And please stay home and stay safe. Thank you for tuning in. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.